0: Hey everybody! Welcome back. You're listening to the Blodgett Show. I want to welcome everybody to this week's Story Time Friday. My name is Chris. I'm your host, and this is episode sixty-three. <laughs> Once again guys, welcome, appreciate you being here This week's story is called "Snow Apocalypse," part one Roger had been driving for several hours The snow had been coming down heavily for days And it didn't show any signs of stopping How the hell could it snow this much, he thought to himself I didn't think it would be possible for this much snow to come down, he thought Yet it continued to snow. There had been dozens of wrecks that he had seen as he continued to make his way back home. He He had successfully made his way to California. And had delivered what he was hauling. But then on his way back, suddenly the weather had gotten extremely strange. He had barely gotten out of California and suddenly it had started to snow. He hadn't thought too much about it at first. As a driver, he had been through hundreds of random snow storms and figured it was yet another storm that would pass fairly quickly. But it hadn't. He had been through a few states and he was still getting pounded with snow. How the hell is this possible, he thought to himself. Welcome to Arizona, the sign read as he continued making his way down the interstate. Yet, the snow still continued to come down. It hadn't let up at all. He could barely see ten feet in front of him. It was snowing so hard that Roger had seen hundreds of cars parked on the shoulder with their flashes on. He would have pulled over as well, but he was anxious to get back home, and so he was pushing on. Partway through Arizona, he was struggling to keep himself alert and focused, so he figured he'd call his buddy Dave. Yo, Dave said. Yo, Roger said. What's up, Dave said. Oh, not much, Roger said. Just cruising along out here on the interstate. I'm getting the shit kicked out of me weather-wise. No shit. It's completely clear, clear out here. Not a cloud in sight, Dave said. Shit, man. I'm so jealous. I just left California last night. I've been getting the shit kicked out of me since. It's been snowing, practically whiteout conditions the whole time. What? That's fucked up, man. Are you going to make it, Dave said? I'm going to try. I've only stopped a few times to fuel up, but otherwise I've been pushing on, Roger said. Welcome to Texas, the sign read. Oh, thank God, Roger said, thought to himself. I hope this truck holds out. I do not want to be on foot in this shit. I still have so many miles to go, Roger thought to himself. As he rolled down the road, he saw a bright flash, and he could he could have sworn he saw an object cross the road in front of him. What the hell? He said, said out loud to himself. As he tried to avoid hitting whatever it was in the road, his pickup truck spun in circles and he hit his head on the steering wheel as the truck went off the road and hit a snowbank. An hour or so later, he woke up with his head on the steering wheel. Looking around, he wondered what had just happened. It took him several minutes before he remembered where exactly he was and what happened. The last thing he had remembered was some big object zipping across the road and he had tried to avoid hitting it. Next thing he knew, he was waking up where he was at. What the fuck? He thought to himself. Putting the truck in reverse, he put his foot on the accelerator and tried to get himself out of the snowbank. At first, all the tires would do was free spin and the truck wouldn't move anywhere. Oh, come on, he said to himself as he put the truck in reverse and accelerated again. Again, the truck just free spun and remained stuck in the snowdrift. Shit! Rogers thought to himself. He put the truck in park and got out. Looking around, he could barely see anything. With the way the snow dripped, with the way the snow was coming down, he could barely see five feet in front of him. Man, where the where the freak is all this snow coming from? He thought to himself. He got behind the truck and started digging the snow out behind the, the rear tires. When he could finally see the gravel under the snow, he got back in the truck and started to try to reverse again. The wheels finally made contact with solid ground, and the truck successfully reversed out of the snow. Thank God, he said to himself. Putting the truck back in drive, he slowly and carefully continued making his way down the the highway. Hundreds of miles later, he still could barely see what was going on. What the freak? He thought to himself, it's been snowing nonstop for this, like, like this the past two states. What the hell is going on? He thought to himself that maybe there was something going on that he didn't realize, so he he went to turn on the radio. As he flipped through the stations, every station he came across was broadcasting nothing but static. He went through dozens of stations, and yet all he had managed to find was static. He pulled out his phone, thinking, what the fuck is going on? There has to be some kind of news online. However, he tried to pull up a browser on his phone, and he was surprised by what he found. The browser you're trying to access is unavailable or cannot be loaded. He read on his phone. What the fuck? He thought to himself. He tried to call his wife. I'm sorry, the number you're calling could not be completed. He heard through the earpiece. That's weird, he thought. He tried to call his parents. The call you were trying to make could not be completed. He heard, hmm, what is going on with the cell network? He thought to himself. He was beginning to worry quite a bit. Breathe, man. Just breathe. Everything is fine, he told himself. But he couldn't quite shake that something was wrong. All he could do, though, was keep rolling down the road. Even if it was slow, he had to keep going. He had to keep pushing on. He had to keep making his way back to his wife. He couldn't let himself give in to the possibility that things weren't okay. I have to make it home. I have to, he told himself. He tried to dial his wife, Maggie. The call you're making cannot be completed Is down. Shit, he said to himself. What the fuck is going on? He said to himself. As he slowly made his way down the road, he tried to turn the radio on and scroll through all the possible stations. Every station he came to at first came up on his digital display with the station number, but only broadcast and static on the radio. As he continued to work his way through all the possible stations, stations just before he had gotten to the end of the dial suddenly the radio got really loud attention attention if there's anyone alive out there find a safe place to hold up we do not know what's going on but hundreds if not thousands of people have disappeared this snowstorm seems to be a nationwide event which we have no idea how that's even possible however it seems that people from all over the country are randomly going missing what the what the heck roger thought to himself he looked back and back and forth from the left side of the road to the right as he continued slowly driving down the road i gotta get home i do not want to get stuck out here he thought to himself crash suddenly there was a loud boom on the side of his pickup truck and the next thing he knew his truck was spinning circles and he was half buried in the side of a snowdrift. about a half or half hour later or so he was waking up and looking around the inside of the truck wondering what had happened since he was half buried in the snow drift, it was pretty dark inside the truck, so he was a little bit disoriented at first. Rolling down the driver's side window, he figured he would dig his way out. He un- unbuckled his seatbelt and started to dig himself out of his truck from the driver's side window. As he dug his way up, he could see a little bit of light above him, and before he knew it, he was breaking the surface of the snow. It took a few minutes for him to catch his breath, and he looked behind him and saw the rear end of the truck sticking out of the snow. He looked off to the side and saw that there was a sign that said that said Dallas, 200 miles. <sighs> okay, at least I have an idea where I am, he thought to himself. He started walking down the road. As the sun started to set, he pulled out his camping gear. He managed to grab it from his pickup truck just before he dug his way out. Setting up his tent, he dug in for the night. When he left California, as the nationwide snow began to fall, he stopped and bought himself a tent and other camping gear. He thought to himself that he had no idea what the heck was going on, but wanted to be as prepared as possible. He didn't have any immediate family, so he had tried to call Mary, a cousin of his that lived in PA. But he had gotten the usual automated message about how the call he was trying to make could not be completed. So he decided to grab as much gear as he could possibly take with him. Roger slowly made his way on foot just just after crossing crossing the border of Texas, and the snow only got worse. He could barely see five feet in front of him. He glanced at his phone and noticed that it had the message, no service, displayed on the screen. Shit! He thought to himself. He hoped he was going the right way. He only knew for sure that he was at least going east because he deliberately had not left the interstate going east. Yet now he had lost his truck and was on foot. Just up ahead, he thought he saw a shape materializing in the distance. What is that, he thought to himself. As he got closer, the shape got more clear and he realized that it was a building. Roger made it to a gas station. Ding, he heard as he came in the front door of the gas station. He glanced around and didn't see anyone. Making his way around the store, he started to grab things he thought would help him in his travels. He grabbed bottles of water, chips, candy bars, anything that he could think of that didn't require refrigeration He made his way to the, to the register and as he put the, ba- put the basket on the counter he looked around but didn't see anybody Hello? He said, but again didn't see anyone in the store Hello? Is anyone here? He said aloud again But again there was no response He shrugged, well crap, he said to himself Jumping over the counter, he grabbed a bag and started bagging up the stuff he grabbed. He went over to the cash register and looked at it for a few seconds. As he ran his fingers through his beard, he wondered, should I? Roger was usually a pretty honest guy. He'd never stolen anything in his life, but here he was in the store and debating walking out not only with the snacks he'd grabbed, but also was debating about popping open the cash register in the convenience store he was in. Hello? Is anyone here? He said out loud again. He walked towards the back of the store and looked looked in what appeared to be a break room. No sign of anyone. He shrugged again. Walking up to the front of the store, he pushed the button on the register and then the drawer popped open. Roger reached in and grabbed the cash out of the register. He wasn't sure what was going on, but thought maybe he would need cash. So he grabbed everything the register had. Exiting the store, he put his hat back on, covered his face with the scarf because the snow had gotten worse. It was actually a blizzard now with whiteout conditions. He walked back over to the interstate and continued walking down the road. (sighs) Sucks that I lost my ride, he thought. No sooner had he thought that, he saw there was another building coming up on his right as he walked down the road. It looked like there were vehicles parked outside. So Roger slowly made his way over there and went to check it out. There were only about half a dozen cars parked outside with what appeared to be a diner. After checking the first few cars and finding out they were locked, he tried the last car. It was Nissan Rogue, and the door was unlocked. Roger got in the Rogue, looked around for a few seconds, then pulled the visor down. Keys fell into his hand. Hell yeah, he said to himself. Putting the keys in the ignition, he started the car and pulled out of the the diner parking lot. He got back on the interstate and continued making his way down the road he had gone several hundred miles so far and yet he had not seen even a single vehicle he had alone a single person what the hell is going on i thought to himself where is everybody welcome to dallas the sign read as he made his way through the city everything looked deserted he saw cars in random locations some of them were in ditches others looked like they were crashing to other cars and he saw no people. There were no people in the cars. There were no people anywhere on the sidewalks. There were no people outside any of the buildings. As Roger drove down the road, he couldn't help but wonder, Man, what the what the heck is going on? He felt his stomach growl. I guess I better try to figure out something to eat. He pulled off at the next exit and noticed there was a hotel up ahead that also had a restaurant attached to it. He pulled into the parking lot and put the Rogan Park. He wasn't sure what to expect, but he breathed a sigh of relief when he tried the door to the casino restaurant and it opened. As he walked into the restaurant, he glanced around, not knowing what to expect, and immediately noticed there were plates on a lot of the tables in the restaurant. A lot of plates looked to have half-eaten meals that had not been finished. There were even appetizers and drinks that were still unfinished. Wow, he thought to himself, man, what the heck's going on? went up to the counter, and rang the bell. He stood there for a few minutes without getting any response, and he rang the bell again. Man, what the heck's going on? He thought to himself. He said, screw it, then made his way around the counter. He slowly pushed his way through the swing doors leading into the kitchen, and looked around to make sure that there was nobody around. Then he went over to the grill and noticed that it was still on. Hmm, that's interesting, he said out loud. Looking off to the side, he saw there was a fridge and so he opened it to see what was was there. He noticed that there was some chicken, steak, and ham in there. And so he grabbed one of the New York strips and closed the fridge. The grill made a loud sizzling sound as he dropped the steak on the grill. As it cooked, He looked in the fridge to see what he might be able to make with it. He noticed in the bottom shelf that there was a bunch of bell peppers and onions, and as he glanced around the kitchen, he saw some potatoes. He diced up the bell peppers and onions, threw them on the grill, and threw some potatoes in water, and started bringing them to a boil. He kept glancing around every few minutes. It just felt wrong, but he didn't know what else to do. He was hungry, and he had not seen another living soul since he left California. Where the hell is everyone? thought to himself. He couldn't focus on that right now, though. If he was going to make it home, he, had, he was going to have to feed himself, so he had to do whatever he had to do. As he flipped the steak, he tossed the peppers and onions on the grill to cook alongside the steak. As they were finishing up, he strained the potatoes and mashed and mashed them up. Looking around the kitchen for a few minutes, he found where the plates were and plated up the steak and topped it with the onions and peppers and then scooped the mashed potatoes alongside the steak. He noticed there was another fridge and it was loaded with a lot of alcoholic beverages. He found a beer he liked and grabbed his plate and made his way back into the main dining room. As he sat down with his plate and his beer, he looked around again and shivered at the thought that there was absolutely no other person anywhere near him. He couldn't think about that right now though. He had gone gone a while without eating and if he was to make it home, he needed to keep his strength up. So he grabbed a fork and a knife and started to eat the meal he had prepared. As he bit into his steak he sighed Oh my god this is amazing I haven't had steak in so long Said to himself Scooping a spoonful of potatoes into his mouth He sighed happily So freaking delicious He sighed out loud After finishing his last few bites Of steak and veggies and potatoes He made his way out of the casino To head back to the Rogue He had to make his way through the gaming area Where all the gambling machines were And he glanced around and noticed that there were absolutely nobody In the gaming area This is so freaking weird, he thought to himself. He got shivers down his spine, thinking about how empty every place was around him. It didn't make any sense. However, he told himself that he couldn't worry about that right now. He had to keep pushing on and just try to make it home. As he made his way back to the rogue, he heard a high-pitched scream in the distance. It made his skin crawl. What the heck was that? He said to himself. He glanced around, but had no idea where the sound had come from. He thought about going back inside the casino, but thought, no, that's probably not a good idea. Then he thought about walking around to try to figure out where, he, where the sound had come from, but again, thought to himself, that's probably not a good idea either. So he got back in the Rogue, got back on the interstate, and drove off. It wasn't long before he reached the border of Louisiana. It was getting dark, so he decided to find a place to pull off for the night. The next exit he came up on said there was a hotel, so he decided to pull off. He parked and grabbed his stuff and made his way into the front entrance of the hotel. He made his way up to the front desk and rang the bell, but didn't get any response. He glanced around the lobby and didn't see anyone, so he made his way behind the counter. He looked at the key cards that were hanging there and randomly grabbed one. Room 125 it is, he said to himself. Finding his room, he set the deadbolt behind him, threw his stuff on the bed. I really need a shower, he said to himself. As the shower got hot, he thought to himself, thank God, there's still hot water. As he stood under the hot water in the shower, he again wondered to himself, what exactly was going on? Where was everybody? He had traveled from California to Louisiana so far and had not seen a single person. When he was in California before the snow started, he had seen quite a few people. Things seemed normal, but when the snow started, and he'd started to travel, he'd quickly noticed that he had not seen anyone since. Ding! He heard, and he glanced to the dash. Crap, I need gas. A few more miles, and he came up on the next exit. Pulling off on the exit, he pulled into a gas station and pulled up to one of the pumps. He went inside and wasn't surprised that he didn't see anyone inside. He went behind the counter, located the number of the pump that he was parked at, and flipped the switch to turn the pump on. Going back outside to the Rogue, he filled the tank up with gas. He went, he went back inside and flipped the switch back off. He went over to the cash register and grabbed the cash, and then went around to the, around the store filling up a bag with snacks and drinks. Getting back on the interstate, Roger tried to scroll through the radio stations again. He came across a few frequencies that he thought he heard somebody talking. He doubled back to those frequencies, and then he heard, then all he heard was static. Hmm. I wonder if I can get a hold of Dave, thought to himself as he pulled out his phone. Dialing Dave's number, he was surprised when he picked up. Yo, Dave said. Holy shit, what's up, Roger said. Not too much, man. What's up with you? Everything okay? Well, Roger said, um, how's it? Has anything weird been going on up there what do you mean Dave said it's just since I last called you I have not been able to I have not seen a single person I haven't been able to get anyone anything to come through on the radio holy crap Dave said what do you what about your wife have we talked to her yet no man that's another thing uh, another weird thing you're you're the only person I've been able to get get a hold of what what do you mean I'm serious Roger said I, I haven't been able to get a hold of anyone else. Most of the time, since you and I last spoke, I haven't even had any covers on my phone. I just filled up the car and noticed I had signal and I thought I'd try to call you. I was surprised when it went through. What the heck, man? That's so messed up. Hold on. Wait a minute. So you had bars that were able to call me. Try going online while you're on the call with me and see if you can get any updates, see what's going on, Dave said. Hold on. Let me check. I'm putting you on speaker. Roger replied. Roger pulled up his internet browser and typed in a news, a news website. Website cannot load. You are connected to the internet. Hmm. Weird, Roger said. Any luck? Dave said. No, it says I'm not connected. Not sure how I was able to call you. Every call I made before you before I tried to call you wouldn't go through. What about Maggie? Dave asked. Yeah, I've tried to call her a few times. It keeps giving me the, the number you've dialed cannot be completed as dialed message. That's so weird, Dave said. What about you, man? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, like, what are you doing? Roger asked. Why do you ask? Dave said. You're literally the only person I've been able to get in touch with. Also, did I mention that I have not come across any other person in the last few states? Roger said. Um, you might have mentioned it, but I don't remember. Like nobody, like not one person. No, man, I haven't gotten through to anyone. Roger said. Holy crap, man, that's so effed up. Dave said. You didn't answer my question, man. Where are you at? Like, where are you at? Are you still in Jersey? Is anything weird going on up there, Roger asked? I have no idea, man. I've been secluded away in my apartment. I was pretty burned out at work the past few months, so I decided to take a staycation. I've been literally hanging out in my apartment just playing PlayStation. Is anything weird... Is anything weird going on where you are? What about the weather, Roger said. Now that you mention it. Yeah, I was playing Call of Duty online with a bunch of people in the last few weeks. You know, that I've been off But this past four or five days I haven't been able to connect with anyone I log on, it shows no other players available So I end up just playing solo missions I didn't think about it until you had just asked, Dave said Interesting, man What about the weather? Like, what is the weather like there? Roger said uh, It's been decent lately, but wait What the, what the, what the heck? Holy crap, Dave said What, man, what? Roger said It's freaking blizzarding here, man it was freaking sunny the other day. It was even cold. It, it, it wasn't even cold, man. What the hell? Dave said. I know, man. I've been dealing with that since I barely got out of California. It's why I lost my truck. What? You lost You lost the Ram? What the hell, man? Dave said. Yeah, man. I was going down the interstate and, I, and something crossed the roadway. I heard a loud crash and I, I lost control. Next thing I know, I was waking up and the truck was half buried in a large snowdrift in the ditch. I literally had to dig myself out, Roger said. Holy shit, Dave said. Yeah, man, not going to lie. I, I love my truck, I hated having to give it up. How'd you survive out in the elements, Dave said. I ended up buying a bunch of camping stuff when I left California. I had a feeling in my gut that I would eat it. I can't explain it. Camping stuff? Like what, a tent, Dave said? Yeah, man, tent, self-inflating air mattress, sleeping bag, lantern, uh, small space here, Roger said. Damn, man, that sounds pretty awesome. And I noticed you mentioned, mentioned a car, so I guess you have another car now, Dave said. Yeah, I came across a business that had a bunch of cars parked outside. I checked a bunch of them and found a rogue that was unlocked. You're not going to believe this, man. You know how some movies show guys getting into, into cars and pulling, pulling down the visor and finding the keys, Roger said. <clears throat> yeah, I've always thought that was complete BS, Dave said. Roger laughed. Yeah, I always thought the same, but you're not going to believe this don't tell me you found the keys above the visor dave said even better man i pulled the visor down and the keys fell in my hand roger said no freaking way dave said no shit man roger said hell yeah man i was surprised when the keys uh when the keys landed in my hand i was like no freaking way i thought that'll happen in movies dave laughed out loud i can't believe that actually works man i always thought that shit was made up in the movies me too man roger said so he said you haven't really been outside much, right, bro? Roger said. No, man, I've been, I've mainly, I've maybe gone outside to take the trash out, but otherwise no. Nope. I've just been hanging out here in my apartment, gaming it up. The only other times I took a break were, oh, crap, wait a minute, Dave said. What is it, man? Roger said. I was just thinking, I tried to go online to order food the other day, and it wouldn't go through, Dave said. Okay, well, what do you think that means, Roger said. Bro, I didn't think anything about it at the time, but you mentioned not having any internet access. It didn't dawn on me at the time when I tried to order food, but now I'm like, holy crap, Dave said. So you think what's going on here is going on there too, bro, Roger said. I didn't think so before, but now I'm thinking that maybe that might be the case, Dave said. Holy crap, Roger replied. So what what do you think is going on? I have no idea. You probably you probably know more than I do. What do you gonna do what are you gonna do next? I'm not going to, or I'm just going to keep making my way east. Um, I'm going to keep trying to make my way home. I don't know what else I can do, bro. I, I had kind of started to give up hope of there being anyone else here, Roger said. What do you mean, bro? Bro, you're literally the only person I managed to get a hold of since I left California when the blizzard conditions started happening. Seriously, Dave said. Yeah, man, Roger said. I've been tr- making so many phone calls, it's not even funny. Yet none of my calls have gone through. Not till I tried to call you anyway. Have you tried any, Tried to talk to anyone recently? Dave sighed. No, bro, like I said, I've just been chilling, here, chilling out here in my apartment for almost the past two weeks, playing video games and trying to unwind. You know how stressful my line of work is. Oh, yeah, no. You still trucking it up, Roger said? Hell, yeah. Although I'm working on getting the side gig set up, i love to be able to, to not have to go over the road for a month at a time. It totally sucks. Oh hell yeah, man. I know what you're t- I know how that is. I remember back when I used to be out on the road driving for the same company as you. Although yeah, I admit I was stressed out for being away from home, but I did love what I did. We got paid pretty well, Roger said. Yeah, that's true, Dave said. But it still doesn't make it any easier being away from home. Yeah, you're right, Roger said. So are we, so are you going to be back going back out on the road in the next few weeks? Dave side. Well, that's currently the plan, but with the unusual stuff going on, I'm not sure what's going to happen. When was the last time before talking to me that you'd spoken with anyone else? Hell, man, the last contact I had was probably Maggie, and that was just before I left California. Since I hit the, these blizzard conditions, I haven't been able to get a hold of anyone except you, Roger said. Dave side again. Okay, Roger, bro. I don't know what's going on, but you be careful out there, man. When I, when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to see if I can find out... See if I can find out anything. And we'll try to see if I can get in touch with anyone else. Give me a call whenever you need a signal again, and I'll update you on what I find out. And you do the same with me, okay, bro? Dave said. Sounds like a plan, man. Oh, there was one other thing I forgot to tell you. I still haven't figured out. Or I still haven't figured it out, but it freaked me the hell out, Roger said. What is it, man? Dave said. A few days back, just after I acquired or after i acquired the the car i was getting ready to take off and i got to get back on the interstate and i swear i heard a high-pitched scream not far from where i was at no fucking way what what did you do dave said i was torn man what do you mean well roger said "I'm, i'm not gonna lie i first thought i should go see that see what that was and if anyone needs help yeah dave said and then i thought I have a feeling that's probably probably wouldn't be a good idea. So I, I went with my gut and I drove off. Dave laughed. I hear you, man. Roger said, "Bro, not gonna lie. I wanted to go check it out. It sounded like it wasn't far from where it was at. But I had I had this really bad feeling in my gut. Something in my gut was telling me not to go check it out. You could say that I had this this fear telling me if I didn't if I didn't get out of there I was I was probably gonna die. So I started the car and I drove off." Maybe somebody needed help, and because I drove off, they died. But maybe it was nothing? Everything in my gut was telling me that I need to get out of there, though. I hear you, man, Dave said. I'm all for helping people, but I feel like you did the right thing. Okay, man, I'm going to hop off. and I'm going to start seeing if I can get a hold of anyone or if I can find any websites that work. I'm going to see if I can somehow get any information about whatever might be going on. Keep making your way east and call me whenever you get a chance to let me know things are going okay. All right, man, Roger said. I will definitely do that. Be, be safe, bro. I will, man. You be safe out there too, Roger. Roger pulled the car over when David answered. And after hanging up, he put the car back in drive, pulled back onto the interstate, and continued making his way down the road. Welcome to New Orleans, the sign said. Okay, I'm making good progress, Roger thought to himself. The sun was set, getting down pretty low and he was getting pretty hungry. I should probably find a place to stop for the night and find something to eat, he thought. As he made his way uh, through town, he noticed there were several businesses that had the windows broken, and a few of them were on fire. Holy crap, Roger thought. He came up on another casino with a hotel and a restaurant attached to it, and decided to pull in and park. He loaded up his overnight bag and headed, headed inside. As he opened the door to the casino, he looked around and didn't hear or see anyone. He thought to himself, I wish I had a gun or something to protect myself with. Even though there were no people in, in sight, the casino was really loud. There was music playing nearby, although it sounded prerecorded. There were loud sounds nearby that sounded like when people had won a slot machines. Roger could even hear what sounded like coins coming out of the machines. Yet as he looked around, even with the, all the flashing lights and all the really loud sounds, he couldn't see anybody. Where the fuck is everyone? He, he thought to himself. He made his way to the to the kitchen and, like he'd done before, looked around to see if anyone was there. However, just like before, there was not a soul in sight. And so he went back into the kitchen, fired up the grill, and looked, looked in the fridge to see what the kitchen had in stock. He saw some meatballs in the fridge and he noticed some pasta sauce. Eh, that sounds pretty good, he thought. He opened up one of the cabinets and noticed there was some bow tie pasta. He had also noticed some mushrooms and some shredded cheese in the fridge. He preheated the oven for the meatballs and set them up on a baking sheet ready to cook. He pulled out a cast iron skillet with, out of one of the pantries and got it heated up. There was a loud sizzle as he threw the mushrooms in there. As well as some onions that he chopped up. He put some water on to boil put the pasta in. When the pasta was done cooking, he strained it and put it put it in a bowl he added the red sauce to it then added the mushrooms and onions and added some shredded cheese to it before mixing it all up oh my god this is freaking amazing he thought to himself bang roger dropped his fork on the plate or dropped his fork on the floor what the hell was that was that a gunshot or an explosion he said out loud to himself after not hearing anything else for a few minutes he grabbed another fork and took a few more bites He ate a few of the meatballs, and suddenly he heard what sounded like another scream in the distance. His breath caught in his throat. His heart skipped a beat. Was that a scream, he thought to himself? He made his way out of the kitchen and went to the nearest window and looked outside. He didn't see anything that jumped out of him. Everything Everything seemed just as isolated and deserted as it had before. He backed away from the window and looked around the casino floor everywhere around him on the floor he could hear the sounds of slot machines digging as if people had won and coins being dispersed out of the machines but there was literally nobody anywhere near where he was it didn't make any sense he thought to himself why would there be machines playing paying out if there were nobody playing them he shook his head and went back to the kitchen i won't be any good to myself or anyone if i don't keep my strength that thought to himself he finished the rest of his meal and went to the front desk He went around where the room keys were all hanging, and he randomly selected one. Room 257 it is, he thought to himself. As he let himself into his room for the night, And the door shut behind him. He thought, I really hope Maggie's okay. He hadn't talked to his wife since he had first left California, and it had been quite a while. He picked up his cell phone and tried to dial dial his wife's number. The number you've called could not be completed as dialed. Crap, Roger said to himself. He looked at the phone on the side table in the hotel room. Hmm, I wonder, thought to himself as he picked up the phone and dialed Maggie's number. Hey, this is Maggie. You've reached my voicemail. Sorry I'm not available, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Please leave a message after the beep. Beep! Oh, crap. Uh, hey, Maggie, baby, Um, it's Roger. I don't know if you'll get this message. Hell, I don't even know if you're, if you're even okay. I, I hope you're okay. If you get this message, please just just know that I'm currently okay, and I'm making my way back to you. I don't know what's going on, but I've been making slowly making my way through some really heavy snow, blizzard conditions pretty much, since I left California, and I haven't been able to reach anyone at all. Well, I managed to reach Dave, but other than that, I've literally not seen anyone else. If you get this message, I still have my phone, but I don't know if you'll be able to reach me. I'll keep working my way east, and if I can get a call out, I will call you. But baby, please be careful. I couldn't handle if anything if something bad happened to you. Beep. You've reached the maximum time for the message. If you'd like to re-record your message, press 1. Shit. Said to himself as he pressed 2, so that he could just send the message. He made his way back to the Rogue, and got back on the road. He crossed state lines again, and he thought he'd try the radio again. He almost got through all the stations when he heard a voice on one of the frequencies he passed it. He backed back up to it to go to the frequency it just passed. We don't know what is going on, folks. So many people have disappeared. It seems to be happening in all the states where there are blizzard conditions. There are probably about a dozen states where things seem to be okay and they do not have any unusual weather going on. Nor do they have any reports of people disappearing. But in all the other states, we've, we've heard reports of only a handful of people still being present in those states. In all those states, people only started disappearing after all the extreme weather started. There is no report as to anything, anything taking them. These people are just gone. So if you're hearing this broadcast and you're passing through these states, please be careful. If you hear anything, do not go and investigate. If you have a car, get back in it and keep driving. Do not try to be a hero. Keep on the move and be safe, the voice said on the radio. Holy crap, Roger thought. He pulled out his phone and dialed Dave's number. Yo, Dave said. Yo, Roger said. What's up, man? Dave said. Bro, I just managed to find a radio station that had something on it, and you're not going to believe what I just heard. What'd you hear, Dave said? Well, they said, they, they said that these extreme weather conditions are going on in all except like a dozen states, and they said that just keep moving. They said if you hear anything, don't be a hero, don't go trying to help, and just keep moving, Roger said. Holy shit, man, that's some crazy crap. Yeah, man, Rogerson. Have you been able to get a hold of anybody? No, I didn't even realize what was going on or how bad it was until or before since I talked to you last. I tried to call a few people since I got off the phone with you, but just like what you dealt with, all I get were the messages saying the numbers could not be completed as dialed, Dave said. What about any websites? Anything saying about what's going on, Rogerson? Nope, nothing. I've, I've tried, but they all pop up saying I don't have any active internet connection. All right, bro, I'm going to keep making my way uh, back your direction. Oh, I almost forgot. I actually think I got through to Maggie's phone, Roger said. You did, Dave said? Yeah, instead of getting that message about the number not being as dialed, I actually got her voicemail. I don't know if she'll actually get it, but I left her a message. Well, that's something, Dave said. What are you going to do? Well, just going to keep making my way my way east towards the east coast. I still have a ways to go. I still can't see shit because of the visibility, but I'll get I'll get out of that or I'll I'll get out that way. If you could see if you can get a hold of Maggie, I'd appreciate it, bro. I know we don't live too close to each other in PA, but who knows, maybe maybe you can reach her. I just hope she's okay, Roger said. Of course, bro, I'll see I will see if I can reach her and when we talk next I will let you know. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you, bro, and I'm so grateful that I was able to get in touch with you. I just don't know what to think about the fact that I have not been able to reach anyone else i'm going to get back on the road but um, be safe and i'll talk to you soon roger said sounds good Davidson. roger pulled back onto the interstate and kept going down the road he periodically would scroll through the radio stations and see if he could find anything but he, but it had gone back to all the stations being staticky he'd started to turn north a bit and had crossed into north carolina and he had to pull off to, again to get gas he pulled into a flying J truck stop. It was so weird. All the lights were on, and yet there were no people anywhere nearby. Roger looked around as he sat in the Rogue at the pump with the car still running. There were cars still sitting at the pumps, so and some of them even had nozzles still connected to their gas tanks, and, if, and as, as if they were filling up their cars, yet nobody was around. He shut off the Rogue, got out, went inside the truck stop. As he had done at the previous gas stations, he went to the front counter and went behind the counter. He went to the computer and selected the pump he was at, and hit a few buttons to turn the pump on. He went back outside, put the nozzle in his gas tank, and started to fill up the car up. As it was filling up, he walked around the back of the truck stop and glanced around the parking lot, where all the truck drivers were parked. Hello, he yelled. He didn't hear any sort of response. He could still hear trucks idling, but he didn't hear anything that gave him the impression that there was anyone, near, anyone nearby. He walked up to a couple of the trucks that appeared to be idling and he knocked on the doors. Nobody answered. So he made his way back to the road, which is, which had finished gassing up by the point. By this point, and he got back in and drove off. This is so weird, he thought, thought, as he pulled back onto the interstate. As he continued down the road, he he had gone, just as he had done before, he continued to set the radio to continually scan through all the different frequencies. He had been zoning out when he heard a voice come over the radio waves that seemed to snap him out of his trance. Attention, 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 he heard really loud the radio. Oh, crap, he said to himself as he turned the radio up. Attention, 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 he heard again. He dialed Dave's number. Yo, Dave said. Bro, I think I might have found something. Listen to this, Roger said as he put him on speaker. Attention, 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 the voice in the radio said again. Whoa, whoa, shit, Dave said. I know, right? This is the first radio station I've come across in the last few days that I've heard anything. Attention, attention, attention. If you're hearing this message, make your way to D.C. Do not stop anywhere for too long. People, are, people all over the country have randomly disappeared in some sort of paranormal phenomenon. Most of the states in the United States have been experiencing blizzard-like conditions, and a large percentage of the population in those states have been, exper- have been that have been experiencing those blizzards have, been, have just disappeared. If you're hearing this message, get to the Capitol building. There are survivors there. There are supplies. We heard the people, or we heard that people that are that have gone searching for people in an attempt to help have themselves gone missing. So do not try to be a hero. Even if you think you hear someone yelling for help, do not put yourself in harm's way. Keep moving. Get to the Capitol building in D.C. and be safe. Holy crap, Dave said. Yeah, man. I heard that message. start to come over the radio waves, and I, I thought it would be a good idea to call you. Do you have a car or anything, Roger said. Yeah, I've got my pickup truck. What What are you thinking, bro? Dave said. I think we need to get to D.C. Any luck with reaching Maggie? Roger said. No, man, I've tried to call her quite a few times, and almost all the calls I've made have given me that same message. As you got about the number not being able to be completed as dialed, Dave said. He said most of them did, so you, you, a few of them did get through? Roger asked. I had, a, I had a few that seemed like they got through. I left a message with my number, Dave said. Okay, man, I appreciate it. New game plan. Start heading towards the Capitol building. I'm still a ways out, so it, it will take take me a while yet, but you're a lot closer. Maybe Maggie's already there. Maybe she heard the same thing we did, Rogerson. Yeah, we can hope, right, Dave said. Well, I'm gonna hop off here, man. Call me if you hear anything from here. Or, hear anything from her, or if you get any other updates about what the hell is going on, Rogerson. I will do that, man. Dave said his disconnected the call. Several hundred miles later, Roger was finally crossing into the District of Columbia. And it would be arriving at the Capitol building in the next hour or so. He tried to call Maggie again and got her voicemail. Hey, love, it's Roger. I'm going to be at the Capitol building in D.C. I heard a broadcast. The Capitol building was a safe place to go. And so I'm heading that way now. I've even talked to Dave and he's heading that way too. If you're okay and get this message, make your way there that way too. If you can get a call out, try to call me to let me know that you're okay. I really worry about you. I love you. Roger said as he disconnected the call. Pulling into the parking lot of the Capitol building, he noticed there was about two dozen cars in the lot. He grabbed his go bag and walked up to the front door and knocked. A minute or so later after he knocked, the door was swung open and there was a woman in a military uniform standing before him. Hello, ma'am. My name is Roger. I heard a radio broadcast telling me to come here and that this was a safe place. Yes, sir. Please come in. Is there anyone else with you? The female soldier asked. No, ma'am. It's just me. Roger said as he came in. Bro, he heard in the background as he came inside. He glanced over and saw Dave running towards him. Holy shit, man, Roger said as he as he hugged his friend. How long how long have you been here? Not too long, Dave said. I probably probably about half a day. You're not gonna believe this though. There's someone else here, Dave said as he pointed off to the side. Roger looked at the direction that Dave was pointing and his eyes grew wide. Maggie, he said as he noticed a familiar face. Roger, babe, oh my god, Maggie said, leaping into his arms. I was so worried. I got your messages, but I couldn't call out. When i got your last message i made my way down here i ran into dave when i got here and he told me that you and he had been in contact the last last week or so yeah you and you and dave were the only two that i've been able to get through to on the phone i'm so happy to see you my love for a while before i got in touch with dave i thought everything was good everyone was gone i didn't see anyone in all the states i went through on my way back up here Rogerson. i know baby but you know before the weather hit i first noticed that the cell network for the most part, I got out, and I couldn't reach anyone, and the internet got out. I was worried that I would never see you again, since the last time i spoke with you was when you were getting ready to leave California, Maggie said. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please gather around? I have an announcement to make, the female soldier said over the intercom. As a small crowd gathered, or as a small crowd of people in the Capitol building gathered around, she continued, my name is Staff Sergeant Martinez. I, I am a soldier in the United States Army. As you all are aware by now, there is something odd going on in the country. There are blizzard conditions in a majority of the states, and from limited information that we have gathered, and it isn't much, a large percentage of the population have just disappeared. We do not know much more information than that. Other than people are just gone. We don't know why or how, or even why, why myself and y'all are still here. I have no explanation for any of it. For now, I need you all to stay calm, and as I get any new information, I will relay it to you. Also, do not go outside, and especially do not go anywhere alone. We do not know how many people are left, and so we want to do whatever we can to protect those that are still left, Sergeant Martinez said. Roger hugged his wife Maggie, thankful that he had reunited with her. He and Maggie and Dave grabbed some of the gear that the handful of military personnel had provided to the people in the Capitol building, and found a small room and made themselves comfortable was going to be a while before things got back to normal that is of course if they ever did they didn't even know the extent of what was going on all they knew for certain was that they had found each other and they were all safe so for now they would make sure that they didn't go anywhere without each other and would keep each other safe as the days and weeks went by thankful thankfully the military personnel somehow was able to keep the capitol building supplied so there was always food and supplies And the people that were hunkering down there Had everything that they needed Everybody still struggled to get through, the, through to anyone on the phone And there were still no updates online As for the most part They were unable to get a signal out For now, all they could do was hunker down Be safe And watch each other's backs Hopefully soon they would they would really know what, was, what had happened What was really going on and maybe someday soon things would get back to normal. But in the meantime, at least they had each other. The end. To be continued. Well, y'all, welcome back. Uh, appreciate you tuning in this week with me with for the for this week's edition of Story Time Friday. Honestly, I was surprised when I am you know, reading this story out loud and stuff. I was like, when writing it, I would, it didn't feel like it was as long as it was. <laughs> but I was like, man, it was actually a lot more to the story than I, you know, felt like. Because when you're writing, it, it just feels sometimes like it, you have, you don't have as much content as you end up having. So, but, um, and I feel like it kind of it did close out pretty good. Could end up just being the. The one part, but based on the way it ended, I know I could definitely do more with it. So that's why it's part one of two. So that's my plan is for next week's version to be uh, part two, you know, the, the closing part of that one. So hopefully, so it's not sure where I'm gonna go with it at the moment, but that's the whole perk of being. That's the whole <laughs> the joy of being the writer, you know, is is uh try to use your creativity and figure out all right where am I get, where am I gonna go from here? <laughs> but Hope everybody's doing well, and I hope you enjoyed this week's Story Time. And uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys on Tuesday when we do the next Real Talk Tuesday. And please continue coming back and joining me for Story Time Friday. Uh, one special announcement too is I just got an update yesterday. Well, this this podcast has been live since I think back in May, and I got an email from Apple Podcasts. Which I thought was weird because last I had checked, I had not been approved and it was still pending approval with Apple Podcasts. So I was surprised and I you know clicked the link and I had to like do the usual check here that you've read and agreed to these terms, blah, 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 you know. And then I it took me to Apple Podcasts and apparently I'm approved and live on Apple Podcasts now. So for those of you that are like iPhone users tuning in over here or whatever and you prefer Apple Podcasts, I... You know the blodget show is officially active on apple podcast so that's that's good stuff it's, you know it kind of made me feel a little bit a little bit better because uh, a lot of crap has been going on job wise lately so you know a little bit stressed there but i'm just happy to there was some progress i'm still doing what i always preach moving forward you know so active on apple podcast and continuing to do these um these episodes posted every Tuesday and Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. Central Time and of course now I'm still working on the website because that's been that's been fun too because way back in the day I did a website when I was in high school and basically I did a lot of HTML stuff and like now, nowadays you got a lot of these platforms that are like track and drop it's so easy and I'm like I'm trying to do it for my Mac and I'm like man this is complicated <laughs> but I'm working on it and uh, as soon as I get that website up I will get the um, i'll you know talk about the leak on here so that way you guys can access it as well and i'll post i'll make sure that there's links to the different platforms like spotify iHeartRadio, and apple and now like i'm just gonna do the two but now that i have i'm active on apple Podcasts. i'll go ahead and probably post that one too so that way they're all three on there even though i'm posting a bunch of other ones like google podcasts and uh a couple others, there's a bunch of others that like I would re- remember the name. It's like random podcast platforms, <laughs> but anyway, um, I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, again, you know, there's the email address out there, uh, blodgettshowpodcast@gmail.com. Feel free to to drop me a line. Let me know if there's anything, any topics you want me to cover on the Real Talk Tuesdays, or if you have any ideas for a story. You know that you like to see what I can come up with. You know, for Storytime Fridays, feel free to drop me a line there. Or let me know, and I'll see what I can do. If I can, if I can come up with anything, I'll do it. But otherwise, I'll just obviously use my own creativity and try to do what I'm currently doing. Not planning to go anywhere anytime soon. Not planning to stop. Not planning to quit. Cause it's all about moving forward, guys. You know, continuing to take it one week at a time, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. You know. So, anyway, guys. Keep being positive, keep believing, keep pushing forward, do what you gotta do, and, um, you know, hey, you know, come back and join me again on, uh, <clears throat> story time Friday next week, but first, join me on Tuesday for Real Talk Tuesday. I appreciate you, and we will see you guys again on uh, on the next episode. Have a good one.